nine yards. Welcome back. Sorry for screaming. No, it's all right. No, yeah. Are you saying to them? Well, yeah, because you, you, you right. put me on and then you're like, oh, let's have Ray's voice. That guy doesn't yell at me. That's not true. Well, but I mean, uh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> and whole nine yards. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks for the ratings and reviews. Please, if you have it in your heart and brain, uh, give us some more of those. Uh, we can use them. Yes. Yes. We really can. Get to the top of the charts. Yeah. But um, but everything's groovy. And this week, we are going to cover some phrases regarding time. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. <laughs> um, I was trying to stop a cough. And oh, it just nice. took me into a weird voice. It happens. You're like, no, no, fight, throat, fight it. <laughs> and I did it. Good job. But it really made a sound. Didn't no, it? it sounded completely natural. Yeah. It was fine. Yes, time. We're going to do some time stuff. (laughs) We're going to play with some time. Yeah. So in that, without... I I don't have one for this. Without further time. Yeah, I needed a thing. Yeah, it happens. So what what do you have up, Ray? Uh, My first one that I did this week is lollygag. Oh, yeah, lollygag. And what do you... Would you say if I said, stop lollygagging? Oh, it's like I'm, I'm... loitering, wasting time, not getting my stuff done. Yeah, right. So I ha- there's a synonym of uh, doddle, sure. which I enjoy. If doddle was in my <laughs> vernacular. Yeah, don't doddle. And I learned how to spell it, which is D-A-W, whatever. It makes sense. D-A-W-L-D-L-E. Oh, I see. Doddle. I would have just done D-O-D-D-L-E. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm helping. Yeah, Because I've been... That. In your shoes. Because I was about to write it. I know. Any, anyway, lollygag. <laughs> it means we use it to mean doddle or, right, waste time. Yes. So the um, Love, Sex, Marriage uh, Historical Thesaurus by Julie Coleman states that the word lollygag slash lallygag uh is defined in the 1860s by giving or indulging in sexual caress. Oh, what? <laughs> yep. 1860s. Come on. Yeah. I know. Wait, so I, so you just start the show off and this is it and then it, bang? Bam. Oh. This is what we have. I'm, I'm saying like this is the, this is what this is this is what it is. This, this is isn't like from. that arm and a leg thing where you go, yeah, you'd like it to be that, wouldn't you? I mean, there's I'll get to someone that definitely feels that this is not the case. All right. But I mean, the the specific origin of the phrase of the words lollygag oh, right but the word but literally not... it's described like 1860s defines lollygagging as giving or indulging in sexual caress but yeah. how do we get there is disputed uh. but i'm not wasting time on any of that because no. there are some amazing stories i oh, mean okay they're just funny it's uh, i was unexpected um it's to find that already i know that's why i just i did not believe this uh i mean i thought i was just surprised to, to find out that i was like oh that's it's a little bit different. Hmm. Plenty. Um, yeah, there's a lovely sentence in the Northern Vindicator, uh, which is an Iowan newspaper, uh, published this in 1868. 
which suggests also the lovemaking implication. The lascivious lollygagging lumps of licentiousness who disgrace the common decencies of life by their lovesick fawnings at our public dances. So so that's Tom Brokaw? I was trying. I didn't push it hard enough. I feel like he's got a little more gruffness. What do you think? The L okay? Like I feel like the L's is it, but then Especially it's got the very first one out of the gate. Because I didn't know what was coming. Yeah. You think it was too much? No, that was that was the yeah, that got me. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh lascivious lollygagging lumps of licentiousness. Like This is eighteen who eighteen sixty eight. So that was still around this that, It is. Yeah. Like they're they're like this is what we call it. Yeah. Um Miriam Webster, I, I saw lollygagging was such a problem. Um this one Navy captain issued a warning to his troops, uh, this was 1946, that lovemaking and lollygagging are hereby strictly forbidden. The holding of hands, osculation, ah, and constant embracing of waves, which are women accepted for volunteer emergency service, uh, corpsmen or civilians and sailors or any combination of male and female personnel is a violation of naval discipline. No lollygagging in the Navy. Of any kind. Yeah. Uh, and then the OED has a notation from 1949 uh, that says lollygagging was grandmother's word for lovemaking. Dang. I know. <laughs> so the the only, it like, it's like a, almost a hard stop wherever I found. We're like, this is it, and there's no before that, which doesn't make any sense to me because like, there's got to be ways. Why did we get there? And people are like, well, lolly. Has a is like a, a word for tongue, okay. so I'm like, okay, well, I don't get, but uh, so they like it kind of relates to like, you know, mouth stuff. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but the the one that I'm like, well, this this would be cool, or this would be uh, some place to go way back and find it, but I don't know. It, it's 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 shallow, but it could be. There's one be. person who's very angrily against this theory. But I don't it's, know. it's not a theory. It's, it's <laughs> well, the 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 phrase when I'm the old the, the, the speculation is that it came from an old Irish uh, origin, and the phrase is like very old and Celticy, and I, I don't know how to say it. Like I'll try Leith Gag, maybe Leith Luach Gag. You're killing it. I'm trying. No, I mean. <laughs> Seems like I don't know. Uh, L e a t h dash l u i g h e space g e a g. Two were two like phrases, and they're saying leur again. I don't know. Translates to an act of leaning uh, slash reclining, and then there's not one of the higher definitions listed for gag uh, is girl. So, eh, it hmm. could get there. Reclining girl. How did we, uh, you, how, you know, how did we get the word, like, you choke, like you're gagging, like gag? I mean, I'm guessing that if this theory is that it, it means girl, like it's not. Eh, it's got to have some other. I, it's, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, I read one blog post and this guy just is not having it very adamant that this was not the case even though well did he state did he state some other contrary uh, evidence uh just kind of not evidence but things like yeah we don't necessarily take phrases from places like that and you know 
the languages were different, so it might not mean the same thing. You know, we're, we're ascribing this meaning to this phrase when back then it may not have had that meaning. So yeah, lollygagging. It's, uh, you know, it means to dawdle, but it didn't start out there. It, it didn't start out there, and, no. and how it got there is sort of uh, vague. Yeah, it's pretty vague. They just like, yeah, lolly means to, it means to be lazy. And Somebody that's what it is, thinks but, like the caressing is a waste of time. I guess. I mean, yeah, the, there's really like very little beyond like, yeah, lolly could mean to to be lazy. Could mean, you know. Huh. Yeah, I know. All right, I'll accept it. It was, I mean, I found this other thing. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Seeing as there's no other information saying that's not the case and there's information that says that this is the case, I'll go with that. 1860s. What do you have? Well, I'll tell you. I have in the nick of time. All right. We say it. We still say that. Yeah. Hey, he got here in the nick of time because uh, Jim was about to sing and you were going to miss it, right? Don't want to miss him singing. He's got those velvety pipes. So, yes, that's we use it like that, the Jimmy singing. But um, this goes back to... Medieval meal times in some ways. So there, there was a thing people used to call pudding time, because pudding time, pudding was what you ate at the beginning of the meal. Hell yeah! Maybe it was the whole meal. I don't know. All right, let's get some pudding time. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's pudding time, which meant. I'm just picturing a bunch of like knights saying it's pudding time. <laughs> yeah, they go clanking into one yeah, of those right. big long picnic table type uh, setups. Yeah. We uh, do communal seating here, guys. Yeah, that's okay. what, just sit yeah, next to some strangers. Build some individual friends. chairs. What are you royalty? Yeah. So sit on the bench, grab a spoon, bump elbows with strangers. So uh, there's that. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna take you from there somewhere. Okay. Okay. And in order to do that, I, I got to tell you some odd definitions that are relevant and completely irrelevant in, in strange ways. Crazy. I mean, I mean, because people it's it's it continues to be the the darndest thing researching this and anywhere books, dark web scrolls, wherever you. Yeah. Parched. What do they call papyrus? Papyrus. Yeah. So various definitions for nick and i'll Mm. I'll give you some out of the gate and and, okay to jot down all right Hmm. and this is one you know you think you know to uh, notch something or chip something sure to cut short cold weather (laughs) i've not heard that one all Um, right yeah the winner got nicked yeah to cheat overcharge like uh, he he really nicked that guy yeah right yeah You've heard yeah. this? Uh, well, is it is there a thievery one? I've heard the thievery definition, or is that that one? Well, there's, yeah, uh, I I nicked this. Right. Right. I, hey, yes. where'd you get that sandwich? I nicked it at right. the bodega. I've right? heard that. Um, but you wouldn't use it. It's like some. It's some. Is it British? Who says that? British. It's also on the other side of it. It's it's arrested. My brother got nicked. My sister got my sister got nicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. Right. This is right here. To to discover at the last moment that 24 cases of Schweppes had been nicked from the cellar. <laughs> My Schweppes. Yeah. It also, I think, 
I think in Australia or someplace like that, it means uh, to be naked. Mm. Uh, so you have a whole bunch of stuff swimming around in the pot. Yeah. You know? You got here just in the naked of time. Doesn't seem right. That definitely does not mm. seem right. Doesn't fit. So all those definitions are all well and good, and and people have a couple few odd ideas about it, but uh, I'm... I'm not going to dawdle <laughs> with those or lollygag. lollygag. <laughs> I'd like to lollygag a little um, about that. We'll go straight to the reality of it because that is the most judicious thing to do. <laughs> judicious. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's thing the to realest do. thing to do. It's real. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, the real ones, I guess, are the ones. Yeah. All right. Because that is the right thing to do. It is. Yeah. I guess. Reality. Yeah. Um, make it. N- notches were used in, in no no one has any sort of reference of using notches in a stick for time in particular, like your clock. Although I'm sure somebody did or some sundial had some kind of thing and yada yada. But uh, there is nothing like that. But... They were used on on sticks and boards to keep score and and things like that. And mm-hmm. we're talking, it made a turn into a regular use as early as the the late sixteenth century. Oh. So the idea that um, keeping score and the nick the nick the nick of time phrase was coined back then. Wow, and it seems to be closely related to that, the uh, the notches and the gaming and scorekeeping. Huh. Um, so a couple little asides mm-hmm. in that are, uh, in, in digging back through um, old newspapers, what I found was not anything all very old. Um, I mean, yeah, old in, in relative terms, but they seem to they show up in the late 1800s and they're clustered a lot of examples of it are in the newspapers uh, from late 1800s to maybe like 1912 1915 mm-hmm. and then it's not like they aren't anywhere else they they show up in the 40s and 50s and, and yada but um there's a lot of them in that spell for some reason it drops it, off yeah, yeah it was people used it a lot more then but i mean you said 20s right what up until the 20s yeah up until the 20s yeah. there was the big wave of them appearing in in newspapers this one isn't uh, romantic or extra fun or or interesting <laughs> but it is uh that's the history of it and yeah. all of those meanings nick of time just in the nick of time and hey ray hey here are those ads just in the nick of time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll be right back. Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. 
Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. Okay, no more lollygagging. We're back. No, we're back. We are back. So, all right, what do you have for us coming in? Wait, before you do that, Ray. Yeah. I'm going to ask uh, our friends, yeah. listeners, to um, uh, get in touch with us with ideas, thoughts, suggestions, and relative criticisms. I missed one. Um, via Twitter. And Instagram, which is at whole nine yards pod, and that's the number nine at whole nine yards pod. We're also on Facebook as whole nine yards podcast, I do believe. And yeah, yeah, you could join us anywhere and get in touch with us, send us your ideas for shows or or or, or just say things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like hey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um I my word is curfew. Curfew. Yeah. All right. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I used to have well my curfew as a kid was uh, street lights. Street lights. Yeah. Sure. One of my neighbors um used to whistle and then their kids would come home. Like there was this specific whistle that she would do. So every night in the summer we would hear this whistle and we'd know like okay, I guess it's time to go home. That's a good whistle. Yeah, no, we could hear it for blocks like around wow the verona hilltop it rang out among the verona hilltop (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah save it for a book it sounds good yeah uh, i forgot about that yeah nice um but anyway the whistling or the street lights indicated that it was uh, required you to come home and remain indoors (laughs) between specified hours yeah probably at night sure right yeah probably that's kind of what the definition of curfew is um, this is one is, is I don't know. It's interesting, cool, or whatever. I, I guess you you be the judge. I oh, yeah. But we, we... um, the word comes from uh, old French um phrase or words, couvre-feu. We'll say. <laughs> I love it. I'll, I'll go with it. Yes. Um, which translates to cover fire. Cover fire. Yeah, which is an actual piece of metal or metal dome or, you know, it was ornate, ornate. Some of them were ornate. Um, but it, you would put it over your fire at night, uh, to keep the embers, I guess, in and the coal in from spilling out if, if they were to do so. And then it also prevented them from like 
going extinguished. And then in the morning, you could stick a bellows into this fire cover and get your fire back just by, you know, reoxygenating the, the embers with the bellows. This sounds like something that could still, should still exist today. Yeah, right. People right. have the pits. We got pits outside. You got all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a, wow. All right, so side business, whole nine yards uh, cover fires. Or cover, whatever, we can call them whatever we cover want. Cover I'm, I'm, I don't want to be offensive. No, I'm not. I don't I'm know not, how to do it. It's just my French is The horrible. same. I don't, yeah. Um, yeah. So this, uh, this actual physical cover fire uh, would be used to, to save your embers and stuff. So how does it translate? Well, in the evening times in these old French villages, um, the town would ring a bell letting them know that it was time to bust out their fire covers. Go home. Yeah. Uh, it, they, they served two purposes, the, the saving of your embers, I guess. But um, really, in my mind, maybe the more important saving is uh, we lived prox, you know, very close to one another, and we had houses made of wood and dried grasses for roofs and lots of yeah. dried Barney things. Stuff. Yeah. So... I I think that the ring of this bell uh, was to tell people, like, hey, we're all going to go to sleep now. Let's cover up our fires so we don't burn down our village slash town or whatever. Right. Um, Yeah, and that's from Old French. We go to 13th century Old English, and uh, the word is, it, it looks, I mean, it's pronounced curfew. It looks closer to curfew, C-U-R-F-E-U, which now means the ring of the bell at a fixed hour that would inform you to extinguish your fire. Oh. So we've changed it from the actual fire cover where we would put it on when the, we heard the bell. Now we're, it's just the bell, not necessarily the specific cover fire. Cause it was just like, just put out your fire. Right. Yeah. Cause when you, when you heard the bell, you thought cover the fire. Right. And o- over time it just evolved to, the bell is the cover fire. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 1616, John Bolacar, um defines it as a bell which ringing about bedtime giveth folks warning to go to rest and cover their fire. So 1616, but I mean, this is 13th century I'm talking about when we went back, so we're, that's not, you know. There's still some time there where we have it, and this guy's just... I'm just giving you a quote. Sure. For fun. No, yeah. Um, And then by the 1800s, we've kind of understood that the word now means restricted movement. Um, I didn't find, like, a specific instance of, like, when we switched from, like, oh, yeah, just cover up your fire and go to bed to, like, oh, we should stay inside now. Oh, you're right, that we heard the bell. Right. Right, the, so now it means... Well, it had, yeah, it made one more of those things. The mm-hmm. bell, then, you didn't have the fires anymore. Mm-hmm. The bell means go to bed. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and the first formal curfew order, which is what I found, was in 1918. Uh, the British Board of Trade uh, ordered shops and entertainment establishments to extinguish their lights by 10.30 p.m., uh, to save fuel during World War One, so that was 1918 was the official was the first formal like curfew order for a, I guess a country. Yeah, but they they used it in that way. 
And uh, yeah, traditional lore. There's some stuff that says that at the times, during times of curfew, um, spirits were would wander the streets and be able to be out and do their things before the sun comes up and the curfew's oh. over. Then they'd have to retreat back to their hidey holes or wherever they were. The mayors of the night. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the mares could roam free during the curfew hours. But as soon as that sun comes up, they're, they're gone. Curfew, hmm. cover fire. I looked up some, uh, like an old, you know, old, old ones there. It was very ornate. I'm sure there were very different ones, depending on whatever you could do and whatever you had. But uh, yeah, I, that does seem like a, something we could do today. I think so. But I mean, you got to Google it first. Someone's it could them. It could exist. I'm not a camper. So I don't know. I'm an indoor kid, like I say. Um, so it might be a thing that I just don't know about. <laughs> yeah, but a fire pit. Well, fire pits are just wood, not coal. So sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, curfew. I like cover that fire. One. Yeah. No, it was. It gave me something, some satisfaction. And uh, yeah. As did I. Yeah, what's uh, what do you have? Well, I have a very. Um, we're still on time. Yes, these are all time. We're on time. Yeah, and I have. Make some more noise. <laughs> I have high time. Okay. All right, and how how do you use that high time? High times. It's high time. I guess good times. Things are good. Wait. No. Okay. Is that what you're saying to me? Why'd you say that? High times? Yeah. Isn't that what it means? I said high time. Right. Okay. What did I say? That's what you say? It means good times? Doesn't it mean that? Well. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay. Well, let I, me go on then. I guess. I like. I think. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. He <laughs> he. I mean, this one is, is really simple. All right. Yes. Um, but but it it it'll trace on you. She'll trace on you way back. Um, I'll, uh, the milk will get cool on you. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you some. Uh, here again, Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. The Bard. Omnipresent. Mm. Comedy of Errors, 1590. Um, is one of those names, but this is easy enough. Antiphilus of Syracuse. Nice. That's it. Um, there's none but witches do inhabit here, and therefore tis high time that I were hence, I oh. guess, elsewhere. So it's high time. It's like, hey, it's high time you right. picked up that room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little messy. Right. So. I'm way wrong. Well, no, you aren't. <gasps> and the reason I was aghast oh. is because I never heard it thought of that way. But really, in its roots, it um, came from all of that stuff. And I'm going to tell you about, like, um, you know, in the 14th century, you would refer to things uh, as uh, high uh, society, high mm -hmm. school even came from this. This was school, but higher school. You know, we just say it out. We just say it now. Yeah, as a thing, like, high school. Thing. Yeah, we go to high but school. We don't think of it as high school. Right. You know, so everything was high if it was, you know, the other level. It makes perfect sense, of course. Sure. But, right. you know, we don't always say it that way now. No. So even before that, high time meant the highest point of the sun of the day. So 
you know, a farmer got out there in the field early and got all of their work done by high time. And then you, it was hot, so then you'd go in the house and have lunch or something. Mm-hmm. And supper, I guess. I don't <laughs> know what people eat. But that was high time. Right. And here again, in a very unsatisfying conclusion, uh, there's, there's really no uh, traceable transition to it becoming meaning it's about time you did that. But it began to be used throughout you know, uh, 1500s, 1600s, mm-hmm. more meaning if if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to get it done. It sort of evolved out of that. So uh, the high time meant, hey, it's high time you plow that field mm-hmm. because right. it's high time and you better get out there because you haven't plowed it yet. You know what I mean? And so now yeah. we just use it, or unless you're Ray, you, <laughs> we just use it to mean... You're you're behind, so you better do it. It's high time that you wash that car. I could write my name in it. You know what I mean? That feels very satisfying to me. I'm glad. You didn't think it? Yeah. I always thought it was, uh, you know, whew, short and uh, not a lot of uh, colorful flair in it. I don't, it's, but still, that was nice. Okay, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I realized that, yeah, right, of course, like high noon, high time. That's awesome. I like that one. High time. High time. And that's so that's a whole nine yards. From yeah, it. it's about high time we uh, close up shop. Oh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and with that, I already asked you about the Twitter yeah. and the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, Rebecca's going to tell you about the email and the closer. So um, include your uh, ideas and thoughts for us, and we will enjoy them. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're we're not, not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. <laughs>